got to have the right angles. Um, Brian Kennedy, BKXC. Holy cow. Thank you for, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. I'm always happy to come and chat and uh, talk shop. All right. First off, congratulations on your recent nuptials. Thank you. Got the wedding ring on. Not always uh, used to it and wearing it. <laughs> it just becomes old hat now. Don't lose it. I'm on my third one here. Oh, man. No, yeah, you get in trouble. I just lost mine a couple of weeks ago clamming. I pulled up a clam and I was like, wait, where is it? What did people ever do before the little silicone bands? Because that's really what I wear most of the time is the little black Amazon cheapy silicone bands. Oh, I need to do that when I'm on a boat or something. Yeah, it's like, that's like most, like this is like uh, if you're wearing your Rolex watch or your nice, you know, if you're going out on the town, like all the yeah. normal day-to-day -day stuff, just put on the cheapy and lose them. <laughs> or mountain biking. Yeah, exactly. Um, how did you get started? When did you get bit by this bug? This yeah, bike I, bug? I... I was never really a fitness guy at all. My really? uncle, my beloved uncle Dennis, he was like kind of a fitness freak, but you wouldn't really know it by looking at him. He was just a big outdoorsman. He loved mountain biking just because the cardio. He did a lot mm -hmm. of uh, free diving, abalone diving on the California coast where you dive down, you have to hold your breath. You can't use a tank or anything. And he could hold his breath for at least a minute under real tough conditions i remember as a kid hanging out with him at the pool and he's like okay i'm gonna go under count how long and i'm like gee he would go under forever <laughs> so i just loved spending time with my uncle so much that it was like okay he's mountain biking i'm gonna get a crappy bike and kind of go along with him and uh at the time this is like 2007 2006 okay. i had just graduated college i got mm. my first job at a newspaper in napa california and uh i would work nights and weekends and of course, my uncle Dennis, he was a carpenter, so he worked construction. He had the weekends off. So Saturday morning, we would get up at like 6 a.m. and go for a ride. And it was kind of fire That's roads so or like paved roads and that kind of stuff. So it was just like I got time alone with my uncle and just to, to hang out and have laughs and see wildlife and stuff. And that's where it's it first started. That's great to have those memories. I think that's what's important about this sport is that you kind of remember when it happened for you. And I usually ask people that because there, there's a moment and when you fall, you remember your first fall, how bad yeah. it was and stuff like that. Um, okay. So, so you're mountain biking and then you go, well, maybe I get a camera for this mountain bike. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot more in between that for sure. Like I had kind of like, I was rode with my uncle Dennis and then he like his hip was kind of acting up and he kind of fell out of it. And then my brother kind of got into it more. And he mm -hmm. was like, Oh man, I got to get fit. And like supposedly mountain biking is the best way to get fit and living in the San Francisco Bay area. And, you know, nice. three hours from Lake Tahoe, two hours from here, you know, an hour from there. Like there's just so many mountain bike rides that we could just hop in the car every single weekend and get into so that was like 2010, you know, maybe four years later, 2010, 2011, uh -huh. almost every weekend, me and my brother would go ride and I really started to get obsessed with it. And then I'm sitting at my desk, my cubicle at my job. And I'm like, man, I would love to build like my own life to be able to go on mountain bike vacations. Cause I would see, I would read on websites and see in magazines, 
one of the biggest ones that I saw and loved and was obsessed about was this Basque MTB trip to Spain with all these gnarly trails and all these like amazing like visuals of these photos. And I just dreamt of like creating a life where it's like, how could I just to build a business over here where I just had all this free time and I could go ride these mountain bike trails. And uh, that's how it started percolating. And I learned about YouTube and I tried YouTube channels to just make a YouTube channel to make money to do that. And yeah. it kind of sort of worked. I did these smart sprinkler controller reviews. And if you know anything about affiliate links, if you sell something that's like 300 bucks, you get 12 bucks every time you oh, sell wow. something. So it's like kind of a big thing. It's like, oh, wow, you sell something kind of expensive. You can get a little cut from Amazon. So I tried that. But then eventually I saw a video by Nate Hills and he's still doing awesome content out there doing great videos mm -hmm. where you could tell that it was on his chest. You could see everything that was happening and you could hear everything that was happening up and before that point, everything GoPro mountain biking was like, <laughs> it, it was, was that blurry. the hero it was two garbage. rattling in the, all of it was just, yeah, there's a very distinct rattle. So yeah. all of it was just so bad until I saw the video and I was like, I had already kind of spent a year researching YouTube, looking at YouTube, fantasizing about YouTube. And then I saw that video. I was like, oh my God, I could do mountain bike YouTube. So I found all the stuff that he had on his equipment. I bought it like that day. It came really? that next week and I made my first video probably within a week of seeing that video. Cause I already, the pump was already primed. I had already kind of researched and, and there was nobody. So you know, if you looked at makeup or bodybuilding or canoeing or fishing, yeah. there'd been people doing YouTube videos and making a living off of YouTube videos, probably yeah. for five years at that time. Yeah, it had all been body. done. Yeah. yeah. And very, very few people. I don't know if there was any full-time mountain bike YouTuber that you would generally consider as a YouTuber back then. There was people that, you know, maybe sold programs. I remember mountain bike tips, MTV tips. He had a channel and I think he was kind of always funneling people to yeah. his coaching programs and stuff like that, which is a great mm. thing too. If you have a product to sell, it's a YouTube's a great vehicle for that. But the vlogger type person, personality that just didn't exist in mountain biking at the time. Seth or Seth, Seth bike hack slash burn peak. He had already maybe had 50,000 or 60,000 yeah. subscribers at that point. So he was on his, on his way, but it was kind of different than what I wanted to do was to like travel, show the trails, show the mountain bike as you're going kind of thing. So, yeah, so that's what I did. And people liked it. It loved it. And, and how, but how do you go from and I just want to pick your brain on this one because this is this is personal. This isn't for anyone yeah. here. Me and my wife talk about dropping it all. Life is short. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like we only get Definitely. one, unless you're Buddhist, you really only get one trip on this ball. And and we're like, we could rent the house. Yeah. Get an RV and go live life. We only get one chance. And you have some quote on your 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 website about that. Yeah. And it's it's how did you get to do that? How were you able to start and go, you know what? Nine to five, we're done. So a lot of it is like that base of like living below my means. I was always a saver. It's not like you need tons and tons of money, but I had a favorable rent, you know, so I, I wasn't buried under house payment, car payment, kids, you know, wife yeah. kind of thing. I was very unattached and, and agile in that sense. So that was a really good thing. Cause I mean, this was only five years ago when I was 34 years old. Yeah, so I was already, I was already 10 years working and, you know, worked office jobs and all that stuff. So I had 
somehow managed to save a little bit of money and kept my lifestyle sparse enough, not unenjoyable or anything, to have a nice little but exact to be able to be like, okay, I don't really need to do this for like, I could take a year off maybe and actually be able to make it and give myself a runway to make it happen. And that was a huge thing. That's a huge part of it. Cause we get all wrapped up with our stuff and our, our objects that end Everything. up owning us kind of yeah. thing. And, but the actual, like, that's all well and good, but to actually like quit your job to like go into the boss and like tell your family and like all that stuff when it's like, it, what you've been doing this YouTube thing for like six months. Like, is it actually working? Like well, what? Was, that was, was there a big fear in that to, to just oh, yeah. drop it all and as certain as I was, like, I was certain, just like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain. Just, I was just as certain with my YouTube thing as I am with this like land project where I just bought a bunch of acreage of land and then we're going to build trails. We're going to build cabins. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. Like I was that certain, you know, that, that 90% certainty where it's like 10% who knows, but back then I was just so certain. It's like, I'm making these videos. People really like these videos. YouTube is a thing. It's growing every time I put out a video. I just have to make sure I'm making stuff that people want to watch, connecting with people and it's going to happen. So, but even with all that, there's still a giant, you know, ball and chain of society and what you're supposed to do and the expectations. It was so tough. But one thing that I'd been doing for maybe five years at that point is listening to like, uh, audiobooks of self-help and like positive psychology kind of wow. woo-woo stuff that wow. I love that like is a great mental exercise to be like, wait, there's all these people that have done all this stuff before and you can believe in yourself. Everyone's as smart as everyone else. It's about the time you put into it. And really a lot of the Casey Neistat, he was, that guy made a bunch of great vlogs right around that time. Wow. And I was hooked and he had a lot of like if you're not in life, you should be doing two things. You should be figuring out what you want to do and then you should be going after it. And it was like, there's so many elements of that just kicked me in the butt just perfectly, just perfect timing. That's amazing. It's funny that you mentioned Casey because in my journey, I found mountain biking YouTube during COVID mm-hmm. where I, I'm a professional videographer for a news station down here in Miami and we'd go do the stories, but then you can't, I'm a social guy. Yeah. And I found myself in the office with the door closed and I'm like, like, what do we do? And I found mountain biking YouTube, but it was Casey that brought up a lot of great points in just living life. And it's, I find it amazing that you, you found all this through self-help books. It doesn't seem like you need self-help, but it, it motivates. Everyone does. You don't think you do, but everyone does. Cause it's, there's always layers. It's just like going to the gym. It's like, eh, yeah, you look like you're healthy. Yeah, you're good. It's like, you can always get better. You can always go to the gym. You can always challenge yourself. You can always kind of, oh, maybe that's what that was about. Oh, maybe that's why I act this way. Maybe that's yeah. how I could get better. Like, unless you're, everyone can improve and like unless you're exactly where you want to be in life then it's like okay then why am i not there and how can i get there there's improving and then there's dropping everything and jump and and at this point when you had when you jumped in a van i don't did you do a van build or did you just buy it out? so i did not at that point i did not i only did the van it was two years ago now because I eventually realized, oh man, it'd be great to do the van. So I still had my house, paid my rent and kind of, because uh, I wanted to do a lot of international travel and that kind uh-huh. of thing. So still kept my home base because I love my house and everything. So it's really nice to be able to keep it. So it wasn't like a throw everything away kind of thing, but 
pretty close. So when you set out, did you have a plan? Did you have a like start in Alaska, work our way to Florida, or did you just, you just winged yeah. it? It was total winged it. It was like, I, I, somehow I was doing like three videos a week, even with a job. It's like, it was just bizarre. Like how, <laughs> like so how much many doing videos? this is a lot. Yeah, exactly. And like, I could only handle two videos a week now. Cause I actually have more of a social life and stuff with the wife, but, uh, I would, I would just kind of project out like, okay, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Who are the people I want to ride with? Cause there was like a very, you know, if you've ever seen Alexander, the single track sampler at the time in 2016, he was working at a bike shop in Salida, Colorado. And I had messaged him on Instagram because, you know, the first thing you do when you do mountain bike YouTube, you just search for mountain biking and then you look at all the different YouTube videos and you're like, oh, this person seems like, eh, that's not that good. And then you see like a video and I saw one of his very early videos where it's all crappy footage, but you could hear his personality. I'm like, yeah. who is this guy? This guy's got personality. So I looked him up and basically five years ago, almost to this day, I wrote, this is like right around when I quit my job, September, end of September, wow. 2016. So five-year anniversary, like as we're speaking right now yeah. and drove out, yeah, drove out to Salida, Colorado to meet up with Sampler. And we did a bunch of videos in that time, around that time. And it was just uh, really magical. And then I just kept thinking, oh, where do I want to go next? Where do I want to go next? And the, the awesome part is the community. So many people messaging me, emailing me, leaving comments and saying, oh, you got to check this out. Oh, you got to check this out. So yeah. I've got this, you know, never ending list of places in my head and on my own little spreadsheets and stuff of, I got to try that. And how confident were you when you set out to do this? Like I've been throwing out, and again, I'm a new guy on the block. I'm throwing out emails. I'm sure they see me. I've got two. Now I got three and now I've got four interviews. Did you find it difficult to get together with these people or has the community embraced you because you've already had X amount of videos and you were kind of already starting to, to get some traction? It's yeah, it's like the community was much smaller back then. Yeah. And I, I remember emailing Seth, like kind of like, hey, man, like, uh, like I had like a little tip for him to try to help, like, because I didn't want to bug him or anything like that. And I was like, hey, you could change this if this and he's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. But like, I kind I maybe had like, you know, said, oh, and here's my videos, too, or something. And he was like, yeah, like I get a lot of videos from a lot of people that are like totally low effort. And he, he's like, oh, I could tell right away that like you were actually putting this putting work into this. So I was like, Oh, wow, that's really cool. And that was, uh, he had emailed me kind of a month or two later. He's like, Hey, if there, if we could go on one like trip, where would we go? I was like, Oh, let's go to Moab. And we ended up wow. going to Moab in October, 2016. And that was also single track sampler joined us on that trip. Wow. And that was kind of a great first time I met Seth in person. And that was a neat little trip that we did. And, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's a, it's, there's a lot of mountain biker dudes out there. Like that's the thing. And gals, yeah, there's a, just a ton of people out there. So you can always reach out and say, Hey, I'm in Florida. Let's go for a ride. How can I help? Like what, like I've got this idea. Really. It's like the, the ideas for the videos are like the gold, right? Like you're always yeah. like, ah, what could I do? How could I actually make this entertaining? So kind of going back and forth with people on video ideas and brainstorming and stuff is a, a huge like way to like, Oh yeah. I like that to, that guy came up with some awesome ideas. Exactly. Let's go take him for a ride. I mean, that's like Seth, and I don't want to plug anyone else, but let's be honest. You, you, he's the first thing he pops up when you type in mountain biking. Yeah. There, 
he, he does a little, you know, kind of the same, but something different. But yes. I think what, but with what you, you got, you bring up Seth, you bring up single track sample. I'm talking to you. There's a certain, and, and I'm not just because I'm talking to you right now. There's a certain likability about the three of you and the other big ones. And, and you don't even have to respond to that. But, but for you as a fan of mountain bike YouTubers, there has to be some kind of connection. Definitely. Do you, is that, does that come natural for you? Or is that just something it, that? It's the funniest thing because I will tell you that if I'm at a party or if I'm like hanging out with people and I'm telling a story, there's usually a blank look on the other person's face. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not the most popular guy. Like there's, I've never been like, I always think, oh, I'm going to tell some funny joke and then get nothing. So it's like to be able to talk to a camera and kind of, I always say that we all have this personality. It's right. just about, can you actually get back to your normal personality when you're holding up a camera in your face? Because yeah. it's the most awkward thing in the world to like hold up a camera to your face or a GoPro and like be yourself mm -hmm. and maybe turn it up a little bit because you're having fun and you're mountain biking and you want it to be engaging, but there's people that turn it up way too much. And there's people that just can't turn it up. Like I've, I've yeah. met many of these mountain bike YouTubers that are amazingly funny and interesting and charismatic in person. And then in their videos, it's, there's nothing going on. It's like bizarre that like, that's, you got to break through, you got to show who you are. And I, you know, I'd done video, I'd done like audiobook reviews on YouTube. I'd had enough staring in the blank face of the camera <laughs> experience to kind of get my reps in yeah. that, you know, by the time I made my first video, it wasn't really my first video. So there's something to that. There's, it's definitely a huge thing about that personality, about connection yeah. and like, I'm just one of the guys kind of thing. So it, it works so well. You have to amp it up sometimes. Cause I, I know, or you have to, like you said, be yourself. I do this for a living interviewing people. And, and, and I also side thing I used to, I used to review movies for as an yeah. entertainment reporter. I and saw some I would clips. Me cranked up to 10. Yeah. So then if I came to you right now, I'm cranked. I'm pretty much me. I'm yeah. already pretty wild and, and, yeah. and energetic, but then, you know, you got to crank and I'll interview people. And as soon as the camera stops, then they get relaxed and, and they're yes. all confident and they're, they're yes. comfortable, but it's, it, so what we're getting at here is folks, if you, if you're starting a YouTube page, be yourself. Isn't that pretty and much? People, yeah. Because people gravitate, whether you're awkward or, like there's certain things where it's endearing, even though you feel like you need to like snuff out that part of your personality. Like for me, I show off all my weird crashes, all my insecurities, all my uh -huh. stuff that I can and can't do. And to a fault, which I think is the best way to do it is to be yourself yes. to a fault. I used to cuss a lot more in my videos <laughs> because that's what I used to do. But now I have a couple nieces and I'm like trying to not cuss as much. Yeah. And like, that's me. So I think there's definitely when you're thinking, oh my God, 50,000 people are going to watch this and see me screw up. There's, there's definitely some things in there that's like, oh, I can't have that happen. Yeah. Luckily, I've always been good about like owning failure and being able to uh, kind of laugh at myself yeah. and show off my insecurities. And I think that connects even more too, because there's definitely some stuff in the YouTube world where it's like, you never crash. Nothing ever happens. Like yeah. not, no stories ever come up at all. This doesn't I think that's the fun sense. part. Yeah, of course. Show, show the mess ups. People want to, 
yeah, I can watch the the pro pro riders all the time, but I want to see a guy like me. Definitely, I'll tell you definitely. what is endearing about you, not endearing what, what's what's attractive about your page. You you laugh a lot when you ride. <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. The, the ride you just posted today. Yeah. And by it, the way, the, Go, the GoPro effect did not work. You that looks steep. That the more recent, like the Hero 9 can sometimes actually get that forward to back motion, which is fantastic. That's, and the best thing about the laughing and the like, it's all real. It's, yeah. you know, I'm having a good time where it's like, oh man, uh, dot. like that's because all the other stuff is edited out and it's all, you know, yeah. on the cutting room floor kind of thing. And to get so lucky that there are these places that are so fun, like it's just ridiculous. But I have to, you know, I have to be a good steward of like, okay, looking at the trail forks map and being like, does this actually look like it has tough technical trails? Is yeah. this what I'm going to actually like? Maybe not. Even though somebody emailed me and said, Oh, this is a great spot. I have to kind of like, is it a great spot? Eh. So <laughs> when the magic comes together, when a place challenges me and entertains me and it's like, this is why we mountain bike and yeah. be able it's to kind of dish have that out. I think people, it. a lot of people probably find it annoying as well, but you know, no, I think 444,000 subscribers in at this point. So I, I think they, that's they've come we, and others have gone. Nobody, nobody leaves. Yeah. But I think that's what you and single track boy, you guys may be the happiest YouTube mountain bikers out there. Like it's amazing too. videos side by side. You guys just yeah. laughing and having a blast. And the sampler so is like, that's him. That's him very very much too and it's so infectious and it's so real and it's like it, it's really amazing that he is able to bring himself up for those videos he's able to bring his real self out and that's like that barrier between his real self and his his talking to you after the ride self is yeah. it's just right there and uh of course we all have moods we're chilling out we're watching a movie sometimes that yeah. kind of stuff but like he like it that is the lifeblood and it's just so infectious and I, I'm glad I'm that way too to other people. And I find, I find, and I find it interesting that I'll sit there and watch 10 minutes of someone else riding a bike, but yeah. I found myself smiling today watching your, your latest video because of the laughter. That's and the, the point. Man. And That's I'm, I'm to, almost doing this yeah, right along with you. Of course. That's the whole thing. It's like, I'll go back and watch an old video every once in a while you know, my wife, Sarah, hasn't seen it. We'll, we'll put it on. And if it's within, if it's a video from like last week, I've already edited, I've already spent eight hours editing it. I've already written it. I don't want to watch it again, but yeah. if it's like an older video and I haven't seen it in a while, I'll sit down and watch it. I'm like, wow, that was good. Like I actually feel good about all my old videos and that there was entertainment factor and that I'll feel a little bit. It's like, Oh, that lagged a little bit. That was, I could have edited that little part out and sped it up a little bit, but, uh, I'm really, really happy with my body of work, as you might say, to just it's, be it's like, a big one. this is all good stuff. Like it, it's been good stuff. It is good stuff. Somehow I've got that little magic potion, magic formula. That's yes. really, I love doing it and I love getting the feedback now. Okay. Cycling back, mm -hmm. you take off 50, 49 States. 49. Um, <laughs> what are some of your best moments it, personally there? I mean, are there, I mean, I know you went and you rode and you had a great time, but are there ones that really like, if you had to post it, a YouTube page of your, your favorite places, 
your best moments even outside of the trails yeah it's the people that's the so much that I didn't ever realize I was very selfish in this whole thing of like, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to make videos. Like I figured people would like it and comment on, on it. And that would be amazing. But I didn't realize that I would meet all these great people along the way. The guys I met in Alaska last year. So every single one of them was so cool to get to ride and like get to see all this different stuff. Uh New England last year was amazing. This Vietnam trail system in outside of Boston, my buddy Pat and JC. Now they're like buddies. Like I just rode with Pat a couple of days ago and I'm going to ride with JC tomorrow. I got to get up early and go drive up to Vermont <laughs> tomorrow. So it's it, it, the people it's like, it blows my mind that I've got people in every corner of the United States and the That's world amazing. really that like I could email and like for the, 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 the videos that are trickling out right now, my little Oregon trip that I did, I emailed those people like maybe a day before, two days before and said, Hey, I'm going, I'm going to go ride. You want to, you want to come show me around? They're like, yep, yeah. no problem. Let's ride. And Let's ride. that that's a huge compliment. And was, and that was that because of the page that, that, the, yeah. that wherever you went, people were like, Oh, it's big so, yeah. and, and you give out stickers of, and they ride. I've always, them. I've always made it a, like a point to say, Hey, reach out, contact me. And I always have my contact information. That's people awesome. can always go through my form on my webpage. And, you know, sometimes people leave comments on the YouTube and that's not always the best way. Cause I don't see all the comments on the YouTube, but if somebody emails me, I will see the email. I will most likely respond to the email the first time after we get start going second and third time. And we start texting. It's like, yeah, I'm not texting with you, buddy. Sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll answer a couple of your questions and then we're going to move on. But uh, yeah, those were just <clears> all, <throat> they're all the hundreds of people that have reached out and said, Hey, I've got some cool trails in my backyard. It would be really cool to show you, show them off to you and see if you like them. Okay. So you're talking, we're talking about riding with people, trails. And I know if you're going to throw it out, Whistler, A-Line, Dirt Merchant, stuff like that, BC. But for you in the 49 states, what was one of your favorites? Oh, man, there was a pretty intense one in St. George, Utah. That It's called Grafton Mesa. And it's just... We did flying monkey as well in that area. And those are both like, the names like trails. that far from rampage style. Well, flying monkeys like that. Eh, okay. Maybe that far from rampage yeah. style. And I, I did pretty good on that trail with drops and weird, tough rock uh-huh. things. And it's kind of like the, the working man's version of, of uh, <laughs> rampage where you could actually get it, get it going. But this other trail called Grafton Mesa, we did both of them in the same day. And, uh-huh. uh, uh, my buddy Nate from right bike sleep repeat took us down and it or took me down it was just this endless chunky terrain like kind of over before you know it but just uh-huh. this blast of adrenaline and the best trails are the ones that like push you right up against your limits where it's not too hard and it's not too easy and you're working hard and you actually get through it and you feel like a hero you and feel like that you was did one of something them. like I've moved on in the mountain biking yeah. skills yeah. now leveled up you bring it up, pushing yourself to the limit. And this is one thing I like about watching you ride is because you ride like me. You'll see someone in front of you, send it. <laughs> and, and then you, you're like, that's not good. <laughs> I, I like that. About, I know yeah. my limit. Totally. And there's so many times where it's like, uh, uh, like it's the first time I'm ever seeing this drop or this weird yeah. jump or stuff. And it's like, okay. Uh, 
And the jumps are just brutal for me still. After all this time, I still just don't know what I'm doing. I've, yeah, I've practiced, right. I've got coaching. Like I need another 10,000 hours of jump practice before anything's going to happen. And there's other priorities. But I, I, I like that. Um, I always do this. The brain kind of goes over there. I've been working. Oh, of course. Day. In a conversation. Yeah. We, okay. We talking about some of your best. Yeah. Let's talk about ones that you go. Thanks. <laughs> I won't do that again. There's a lot of that stuff where it's like, it's kind of just intermediate kind of pedally. Like I'm not much of a, pedally guy i would much rather climb all day straight up straight up and then bomb down or even go down slowly and flowy and stuff like that so and then there's other things where it could be a great trail system but the person i'm riding with like is like too overexcited and just going as hard as they possibly can because they're like in the video yeah. and it's just like oh man i can't keep up i can't keep up so i'm just going to do this video by myself and i'll see you <laughs> at the next intersection or whatever so it's funny when like the way personalities mesh together and some people that i ride with are like amazing i remember riding with uh, uh I think it was Nathan in Spain and the most perfect mountain bike guy I've ever ridden with where he's like perfect going perfectly slow enough to yeah. keep because he's like a pro rider just amazing crazy Irish guy rider that uh <laughs> the only guy I've ever ridden with that could just perfectly match my speed from behind like I was riding behind him and he would just perfectly yeah. go fast to oh it was so cool see that's that's me I have a buddy that's always pushing and I'm like I'm not riding for you buddy <laughs> The ride mountain biking for me is, 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 is you, you look however many feet in front of you and, and focus on, and, and the rest of the world goes away. Yeah. And he's like, yep. speed up. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's see what, how fast we can get through this. And I'm like, no, I'm enjoying myself. You're doing me. I'm sorry. I, I was going to apologize. I get, um, <laughs> no, you got to drink, got to stay hydrated. Okay. Talk about bad stuff. You, you were in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about, I don't know if you remember Virginia Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you help squash the, the, the rumor or the, the, the bad talk that there's no mountain biking in, in South Florida, especially Miami? The, the Virginia Key, there was definitely some pretty good features. There were some it's all features. I, yeah, I remember some pretty <laughs> nasty stuff for sure. But it wasn't my favorite of, no. of Florida. Florida has this crazy array. It's amazing what Florida has done. Like the Santos, Ocala and Alafaya and stuff like Santos in Ocala is just like, it is absolutely the blueprint for anybody who has a parking lot. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you could have a completely flat area and you could build skinnies. You could build little jumps. You could build, yeah. build really cool wooden roller coaster features and stuff. And that is, oh yeah, I, I'd love to get back to Florida sooner than later. And uh, everything will probably be uh, wiped through with the old virus here pretty soon. <laughs> everything like burns through just quick. Kind of, kind of rode past Virginia Key. <laughs> because it's, 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 I explain people to people that it is spinning on a Peloton, if you will, in the Amazon. Yeah. It's nonstop pedaling. And I, and I've been to, and I've, and I've only done so much downhilling. I went, I've been downhilling. I go in, uh, Wyoming. Oh, wow. Wyoming. I saw you've done, you've been to Wyoming in the snow. Yeah, that was, a. Uh, it was like 
just happened to have like a weird snowstorm that came through in uh, Jackson Hole. And that was an amazing ride too. That was a really good It's ride. riding tree down. Yeah. Riding yeah. tree down. Yeah. <laughs> but Virginia Key, yeah, this is where I go. I love, I've been to Alafia. That is like a roller coaster. You have to bring a set of lungs with you. Yeah. All of it, all of mountain biking is like, well, not all of it, but most of mountain biking is like the faster you can go, the more fit you are. And with the technical stuff, you can have a ball and yeah. a lot of more flat ground places. It's about the fitness you can bring. Cause then you're like, Oh, I'm charging through it. And if you have kind of a shorter travel bike, I've got this big burly kind of bike. That's more enduro style, all mountain yeah. style that like, plus my fitness slows me down. So it's like, Oh God, what's the next <laughs> thing? And then, Oh, a tough climb. Oh, this. Now, Alafi, I've been there. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, you, you rode Markham. Yeah. Mar that's a lot so, of jank, a lot of Yeah, okay. Of Virginia Key rock. and Markham. It's like I get them all blended together, but I'm trying yeah. to think if Markham had like a really cool like tower type thing where you go in like a big wood feature kind of thing where you're like kind of almost enter in like a like a, a roller coaster kind of thing and you go around the side and yeah that's yeah that's virginia key <laughs> uh, okay virginia okay, key okay. all that blue woodwork yes yes you're right you're right it's all so, blended together yeah, it's all blended together now i, I i've been downhilling in, in wyoming where, where did you go again in wyoming i went to jackson hole so it's like jackson wyoming i think yeah, the, but there's I've, a bike park there as well but okay. it's uh i'm trying to think of the called? actual trail name yeah i have it it's like on the tip of my tongue of, uh, pass. so it's yeah it was near teton pass exactly oh, okay. so there's there's a this trail called lithium that's above that that i wanted to ride but because of that snowstorm like that higher elevation actually got fully covered in snow so i did the the lower down version and uh actually parked my van on teton pass and got a really cool view when oh, i was wow. camping out and like got down to like 18 degrees overnight and stuff and that was yeah, it was a little bit later in the season last year. That's yeah, cool. I, I Everything's a scrapbook. Everything's a scrapbook of like where I was and what was happening at that time. Like I can go back at my Google calendar. Yeah, or it's my amazing how you like, go. Oh, that's oh, where I was. I was there. Or you go on a YouTube yeah. page. Yeah. yeah, I'm riding on a, I, my, my in-laws have a place in Teton Village. And I'll do some downhill. And that's great because it's the nice Ooh. lift. Yes. And no pedaling. Yeah. For a big guy like me, that's the greatest a, thing in the world. It is. And it's a great way to like get your skills up and to get like, get introduced to mountain biking in kind of a different way. Cause that those first few rides are so brutal. If you have some fitness from some other sport, you've mm -hmm. got a chance. But if you're like me, like coming in it with no fitness, with like video yeah. game fitness, you're, <laughs> it's, it's very tough to get into it. Well, it's interesting because coming from Virginia Key in South Florida, there's, you work a different muscle set. And then I went downhilling. Yeah. I go downhilling in, in Teton Village and you've got an entirely different bike. These downhill yeah. bikes, they weigh like a million pounds and they're so forgiving. And then you go up and then you ride. Next thing you know, your forearms are yeah. jacked Quads, forearms, from doing this yeah. and your thighs, your inner thigh, you're working some different, what is going on? Different muscles, there? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite form? Do you like the downhilling more than all the pedaling or? Man, that's a great question. I, I think 
a big shuttle that's on less of a bike. I like the bike park stuff. You can always build amazing stuff, uh-huh. but like a big shuttle that takes you to the top of some mountain. And then there's like a 7,000 foot descent on natural yeah. single track trails. That's that. I love that. That's a great adventure. Like the whole enchilada in Moab or Downeyville in California, or uh, even uh, Mount Cartier in uh, Revelstoke, British Columbia. BC. Um back to being on the road and this may not even have anything to do with mountain biking scariest moment i mean you you're traveling alone yeah yeah much. I, is it's it's interesting that's a good question because i've got my little like you know pepper spray kind of ready to go here and there <laughs> and uh it's funny because like i did a lot of sleeping in walmart parking lots and they there's always kind of hustle and bustle and people are coming really? and going and it's actually more soothing to sleep there instead of like a complete dark quiet you know side of the road random campsite because then yeah. you hear one thing and you're like oh god what's going on is <laughs> somebody out there and then campgrounds are great too but they're always a little expensive and you're on top of everybody else everybody. and it's like 50 bucks a night to hear somebody's RV generator going all night. So those were always like getting to sleep at night. But like, I remember uh, there was a storm. I was driving through like South Dakota, some crazy lightning storm. And it was amazing, but it was scary (laughs) because like the lightning would come and just boom, like really like rock the van while I'm driving, which is just like, oh, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, how about another one? And then boom, another one. And I remember I was driving up, I was on a highway, like a four lane divided highway, Uh driving up, like climbing in the van and it was raining so hard, water was washing over the windshield. And I'm like, what are the physics involved that my van is this high and that water is com- like, like I was going through a I'm like you're going puddle, in. like a lake, but I was driving up a hill. How much water was coming down that I, it seemed like I was going submerged, like we're, going you know, if you've ever lake. driven through a really deep puddle, like, you know, water washing over the windshield like that. It was like, what is going on here? This, ki- this is not physically possible to oh, be climbing crazy. up a hill and have this much water. So that subdued and I was like, okay. <laughs> But is the van lifer situation is that is 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 it as friendly as the the uh, the, the mountain bike community? Yeah, I think so. People are always curious. Like, there's always a, a good demographic of like 55 year old white haired guys at the gas station. They're like, "Oh, what do you got there? Oh, hey, nice." Oh, and like you know, get to chatting. At least you know, pre COVID, it was a yeah. lot of chats and showing it off and talking about, "Oh yeah, this is what I do," and then yeah, I got this here and stuff, which is always really cool. But as for safety, I'm like always a super paranoid guy. I've never had my car broken into and stuff. So I'm like a paranoid for sure. Like I have a good divider where no one can see in anything that's going on. I don't keep stuff out in my car that would make it look like this guy's living in the car. So you never had any like weird hitchhiker, (laughs) like a claw for a hand, you know, metal hook and none of those stories. No, no. Speaking of speaking of crazy people, what what's it like now that you've reached that level to to take your bike out of your van or your truck or whatever you, wherever you go, and to have that interaction with yeah <laughs> is that is that how is that I mean I'm sure it's you're cool. used to it now but what was it yeah. like in the beginning? No, it, it's always it's always been pretty dang cool because you're like, eh, these are just numbers on a screen. You know, you just don't know that there's actually lots and lots of people out there that see it and get inspired by it. Yeah. And, uh, 
yeah, there's been so many cool little ones. So I'm pretty sure 2016 is when I quit my job when I started. And then early 2017, I went to Australia and I was, I remember I was doing a shuttle run in Australia and we were like mm -hmm. passing bikes up and the guy who was loading the bikes turned around and grabbed my bike. And he was like, I didn't think I'd see you here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> in so Australia. Yeah, exactly. Get recognized everywhere kind of thing. And it was, it was really neat that like you have this platform. It is bigger than TV. It's wider, it casts a bigger net. Yeah. Anyone that speaks English that can understand what I'm saying and has an internet connection can see it and understand it. And now nah, it's, it's, it's really neat. It's, it's constantly amazing. I've rarely had weird kind of random run-ins. I've had, there was one where I was riding with my buddy, Seth, and it was like a gaggle of guys, like 20 guys riding together. And they just happened to be stopped. And they were like, oh, let me have a picture. Let me have a picture. And so it was like one of those things where it's like, I will take one picture. <laughs> like, picture. I'm right. At, at normal times, like I would take a picture with one-on-one. -on -one if it was ah, three, four people, who cares? Like, it's yeah. great. But when it's 20 guys and they're all like yipping and yapping and like, oh, do this, do this. It's like, whoa, hey, the monkey is not going to dance right now. Just let's do a big <laughs> selfie. And let's move on. That's amazing that it was like, what, 2016 was just there. Yeah. Oh so fast when did it do you remember when it blew up for you like when you it's, knew like do you know what video where at what point did you go this is a juggernaut i don't think i feel that even now i don't feel that way it's Stop always it. kind of been a, a slow steady thing because the no, the subscriber numbers are pointless like it really is kind of a useless metric like if you look at some of my past videos like they're not doing that great <laughs> like it's like thirty thousand views and stuff which is kind of normal for what my videos always got forever so like it, in, it goes up and down but uh Going to uh, the UK was really cool. I think that was 2018 when I did a UK trip and like all those videos, people loved it because it was kind of like, oh, wow, this guy's finally coming to the UK to see, you know, see what he thinks about our ride. And I got to ride so many cool ones. And I'm sure I disappointed so many people with my choices of like, oh, you should have done this, should have <laughs> done that. It's like, there's only so much time. So it's like, yeah, there's, there. I don't, I can't think of that single moment. I mean, getting a free bike from Ibis, that's a pretty watershed moment to like yeah. not have to buy like a $10,000 item and then get sponsored by them. So I get paid by them, you know, to ride the bike and get a free bike. Like that's huge. Like that's such a huge, yeah, that's I a pretty I'm momentous occasion versus like, Hey, this, this place wants me to come and I still have to buy my own ticket, buy my own hotel. And then yeah. like some guy kind of shows me around kind of thing where it's like, Oh wait, they see value in this. And then I'm actually delivering value and it's real. I think what's interesting with you is that you set out for this, your YouTube page to be a business. Yeah. This, this for me was a, it, it turned into a passion project because I fell in love with you guys and I wanted to meet you. And I, I've been interviewing people my whole life or my whole career. And I was like, I want to talk to these guys. I expect nothing out of it. I don't even expect a bike out of it or whatever, yeah. but you, you successfully created a business out of this. Yeah. And that was, it was definitely, that was the point for sure to like, okay, I have to be able to live and do this. And I think I could, because there's money in YouTube, there's money in having an audience. You know, if you have a magazine or a radio show or anything, and you have an audience, there's always ways to have t-shirts or have Patreon. Mm -hmm. Like I do, there's just a million different ways that 
you can actually keep it going if people are connecting with what you're doing. Aside from your YouTube, I mean, your YouTube page is very important. Aside from the people wanting to take pictures and, and, and selling stuff, do you ever think, you probably don't, but you have inspired a lot of people. You've probably got younger kids on a bike and, and maybe got some of them, because I've, I've seen some kid mountain bikers that, that say their favorites are you or Seth or single track fills, skills with Phil, whoever. Yeah. How does that make you feel to know that you've got somebody off the couch and, and away from their computer playing whatever and got yeah. them on a bike. It's huge. I get a lot of emails like that, which is the best. Like that's the huge compliment. The, the income is what actually makes it happen. But then like that doesn't like, oh my God, this is so fulfilling to, to make $5,000 a month. But uh, to like get an email from someone that's like, wow, like this, like, oh, I had a heart attack. Oh, I've been smoking. Oh, I connected with my son again. Oh, I lost all this weight. Like all these different, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I, I put my passion into this. Like I've gotten so many great emails from people that like just typed in mountain biking into YouTube and then kind of found a bunch of stuff and then liked my stuff. And I took them down the rabbit hole of all these different places. And especially just the, the people that have traveled, that's my fa- one of my most favorite things. And it's kind of a, a weird snobby way to look at it but it's like, you already have to have this expensive bike. Then you already have, then you have to have like time off from work, which is almost impossible. And like, but that's my joy is to know that somebody took their precious time off of work and went and kind of rode these places that I gave as highly, highly recommended. And then they email me back and say, wow, that was amazing because you know, mountain biking, it's traveling, it's people, it's fitness, it's all these things. And when you can travel with it, it's the best. So, you know, it's great to make a living, but, you know, your, your, your badge of honor is, is getting some of these emails that's almost thanking you for helping yeah. them. The deep connection. It's like when you, you, that's, you can, there's all kinds of videos out there that like get millions and millions of views, but it's like, oh, it's candy. I, I try not to be a hundred percent candy. Of course it is kind of, it's okay if you sit on the couch and watch it and kind of get through tough times too. Cause that's uh, all part of it too. Uh, We've all been there where it's like, uh, oh man, watching a comedy special is like amazing. This is uh, like so life-changing just to get through this day kind of thing. But uh, yeah, getting people out and making that connection where it's like to, to motivate people to spend money, to take time is just unreal. And spending money, you, you have merch. You have, I mean, this is a business for you and, yeah. and you have sponsors and stuff. Do you, who are your sponsors and, and what do you sell? What do you got in case <laughs> there's one person out there watching this that isn't subscribed to you? Yeah. So my, my big sponsor is Ibis, which is great because it's a, a bike sponsor and I've taken my Ripmo all over the world and I love riding that bike. Kind of my main thing is my Patreon page mm-hmm. because it's, it's kind of this perfect thing. It's a subscription membership platform for three bucks a month. You basically get my videos early and extended. So I've been doing all these riding videos and tomorrow there'll be a new riding video that comes out a week early and it's 45 minutes long versus the 15 minutes that it might be on YouTube. So Uh it's kind of the perfect, uh, platform, you know, uh, 
way for like, oh, you like this? You might like it longer, especially as winter's coming and people get on the trainer more and more. And mm -hmm. I've got a massive archive of videos for the past five years. So there's oh, like wow. 500 videos on there of extended <laughs> cuts and, and all kinds of stuff. So, and then I'll, I'm, I'm pretty bad recently about the jerseys and the gloves and the t-shirts and all that stuff, but I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. Oh yeah. I got a hat. I got it's some stuff sold out. So it's not yeah, restocked. Yeah. It's, there's so much that it's, it, it, like the whole logistics business is like, oh, it's tough. Digital and scalable is the best. So Patreon is always the best. I find it interesting. I was talking to a person today, a little, a little bit older than me, and, and I'm an old man getting in on this YouTube. I think the interwebs is going to catch on someday. Yeah. Um, and I was talking about Patreon and they were like, why would someone subscribe, pay money to see? And I'm like, you pay money for Netflix. You yeah. pay money for Hulu. You pay if you like something. What's an extra three, four, five, six dollars a month to watch your fit? I would pay extra money for an extra season of my favorite show. You know, definitely. I, I mean, that's the point. A, there is, I'm getting extra BKXC. Yeah, it's a vote, and like, you know, I'm I'm kind of a big technology nerd, and everything is moving towards technology more and more and more and YouTube you will disappear within the next couple of years probably and be consumed by a hive mind decentralized platform where I was thinking about the other day, if I just got paid five cents per view or maybe even three cents per view, I'd make a ton of money. Like, it's just like that, if yeah. that was that friction was just taken out where nobody had to watch an ad, you could just pay one, uh, you know, one, one hundred, one, one hundred thousandth of a Bitcoin instant payment, you know, like yeah. blockchain, like, boop, it just costs <laughs> almost like you would not even know that it was gone kind of money where it's like, oh, then you watch a hundred videos a month on YouTube and it adds up to like five bucks or something. And the, 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 yeah. the creator economy, all that stuff, it's getting better and better right now. There's so much friction. It's so weird. There's still these ads and all this stuff. So yeah. it's going to be a good eventually to get past all this but what's funny is that you're on the you're up here so when it does change you're going to be fine i hope so but gotta gotta stay on top let me switch gears here we, yeah. we talked about riding and i know i know you got to get back to whatever you're doing um i've taken up so much of your time 91 acres of land yeah okay first off was there a map and you saw 90 acres, you're looking down at the topography map and it's 90 acres and you go, well, is, is that little bit of piece of land for sale too? Can we make it 91? <laughs> That's like, it's funny because I had kind of dreamed of this idea of like buying a big plot of land and building some stuff and having people come but it not being the destination, it just being the stopover because there's a bunch of other rides in the area. Because unless you have 500 acres of land, you're really not going to make a great mountain bike park. Yeah. You really need a lot of land to really be able to have a good mileage and good elevation and all that stuff. But 91 acres is like, oh, and it borders up against the national like forest. It. And there's four. The 91. <laughs> It's like a and marathon. Like, it's not the 26 miles. It's the point yeah, two that gets you. Exactly. And there's four really good riding destinations right near where we are building this. So I've had, I just had, I've had all kinds of alerts on Zillow and little regions and areas. And this came up and I was like, okay, oh, we might be able to do this. This is like not, not millions of dollars. So it's, it's possible. So is that your, your end goal is to, to like have a rental place where you have cabins and people can just 
ride out of the door front door and go. Totally. That's the idea right now. And we'll see how it goes. And we're just going to start with some random campsites that are just unimproved and a, a piece of dirt and see if people like it and then maybe make a deck and then, you know, maybe make some glamping tents and kind of just suss it out as we go. And hopefully we've got, I think I've got a good enough audience. that's like, Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. There is this writing in this area. Let's go do this and kind of put on the rocket boosters to start something up that's so risky and so kind of weird and different. And, but if I can get it up and running and spinning, it's like, it's, it'll be pretty cool, pretty good uh, watering hole for people to meet up and have fun. Again, I mean, you've already got the name recognition and stuff and, and you've got the land, you've got the idea. What, did, was this something always in the back of your head while you were traveling the country and said, maybe I could do this? Yeah, because, uh, the whole short-term rental thing has always been fascinating to me, mm -hmm. Airbnb and all that stuff, because it's like, this is, I'm, I'm doing it every weekend, you know, or four days a week, I'm going, I'm flying somewhere to some mountain bike destination where it's like, I'm staying at some place where I have to sneak my bike up to the hotel room, or I'm staying at a place that doesn't have a, like that could have a bike wash and they could have a, a, yeah. a hooker hook for my <laughs> bike and be able to like lock it up and like everywhere I go, I get little tidbits of, oh, wow, that's a good idea. Oh, wow, that's a good idea. And oh, they're not doing it right here. So I they can kind of formulate those ideas and be like, yeah, I could, I could offer like a really good mountain bike travel experience. I've, I've just spent the past five years traveling constantly. Yeah, I was going to say, have you taken little bits of your some of your favorite uh, rides and said, you know what, I'd like this in my on my land? And definitely trail, little bits of trail, little bits of amenities, little bits of everything. And I've just got them kicking around right here. But first we have to actually, you know, get the running water to be drinkable and the it, road it, to actually not be like I a watch the well. I'm yeah. very impressed with your engineering, sir. <laughs> That's great. That was like a, such a fantastic moment. But right now, you know, all we have is like a switch and the water comes out. So I got to kind of actually make it to be a faucet and all that stuff. So that'll be a couple more, a uh, couple more months of toying around. Where is this actually? It's in, uh, it's one hour northwest of Reno and one hour north of Truckee. So it's called Gregel, California. It's, it's this little place. If, uh, if you had heard of the recent, uh, shoot, what was the name of the recent big mega fire, uh, the Dixie oh. fire that's, it was, it was just south of the Dixie fire. We didn't oh, get touched by it, but I we were always, very, very close. Yeah. Like seven miles away. Out. Yeah. It's, it's man, the fire stuff is just endless here. I'd like, I'd like to talk a little bit about a grumper. <laughs> <laughs> what is a grumper? And I'm glad you're not doing this interview on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we knew we needed a, a hole in the ground for, you know, going, going to the bathroom and stuff. And Aaron, whenever we would be like hanging out around camp or like digging or something, he's like, oh, I feel a grumper coming on. And I'd never heard that term for, you know. <laughs> taking a dump. And I was like, Oh, how grumper, we got to call the outhouse, a grump, the grumper. Cause he just kept saying, Oh, I feel a grumper. That's, <laughs> just, well, I guess cause you, good. you make a grumpy looking face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So what's, uh, I'm, I want to wrap this up cause I'll let you get back to your life. Um, what, what's next for you besides, besides, I mean, you've got a wife now, is she allowing all this? Oh yeah. She's, she's in, she's, she's all in. She loves it. And, uh, it'll, there'll be some give and take and some compromise. I'm sure she's a mountain biker. She's really good mountain biker. And, uh, oh, that's good. been an awesome piece of our relationship is 
that we can go ride and go have fun. Sometimes we'll film, sometimes we'll not make a video. And like, huh. it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Sometimes it's just for you. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, Brian, I can't thank you enough. I, I hope this was, uh, you know, good for you as it was for me. <laughs> of course. I, mean, I, I feel like, I've, you know, I've watched almost all your videos. I'm sorry, I haven't gotten- No to way, no way. Don't, don't claim to, watch, to say you've watched almost all my videos. <laughs> I had a lot of time during COVID. <laughs> okay. You go down that route. possible. How many times have I been? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to quiz you, but there's so many videos. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you so much, man. Keep yeah. up the great work. Um, guys, if you're watching this, I got to do the thing. Of course. I, I, his his link will be right here. And and there's a video from my left. Okay, you get out of the way. <laughs> I think it's going to be right here. Yeah, I think it's going to be right there. If you haven't subscribed to BKXC, get over there. What are you doing? What are you doing? You got to get over there. You've already been over there. Watch his latest videos, like them. And uh, Brian, again, thank you so much. I appreciate no it.